Hello, my friends. Welcome back to Cloud Wars Live. This is the podcast where we're exploring the ramifications of the digital revolution. And certainly it has touched every part of our lives, personal, professional, anything in between. And uh, one of the big things that we see, again, connecting both our personal lives and our professional lives is this notion of talent, careers, where we work, how we work, the sort of companies we want to work for, what's going on with those companies, and how those companies look at the world of talent. And so we're delighted to have one of our monthly guests, one of our digital all-stars, Pat Fitzgerald, who's the co-founder of CareerAv, an uh, HR talent and consulting firm. Patrick, great to see you. You too, Bob. Thank you. Pat, so you have been at this a little while. You've, you've, you've seen the whole area of talent, recruiting, what companies want, what they value, the sorts of things that highly talented people are looking for in corporations. And I just think over the few years that we've been talking about this, Pat, you've always shared, you know, terrific insights, right? You're not bringing personal agendas to things. You're looking at, you know, what do companies want and need right now? What the people on the talent end, what are they looking for and how both sides can win in that? So I, I offer that little bit of a preamble here just to say you've got some interesting things that you wanted to talk about today. And I just wanted to be sure to set a perspective. You're looking at this from a long lens of, of history, achievement, success for yourself, your clients, both the companies and the talent people. So with that, I just wanted to turn it over to you to let you uh, set the stage for what we're going to chat about today. Thank you, Bob. I really appreciate it. <clears throat> I think the topic today has to be the focus on what it takes, what it used to take, what it needs to take for great companies to truly be great. Mm -hmm. And we've watched over the last now almost three years, two and a half years through COVID, a lot of changes. Some are going to really be beneficial. We've all, we all understand that. Some are going to really be, I feel, strongly challenging. Mm -hmm. And I, I've done some research. I've reached out to a lot of our contemporaries and, you know, and all, the, all the, you know, the companies that you and I certainly talk to. Um, and there seems to be a general consensus you know, that there's some real um, questions about you know, what's become the priorities in the last mm -hmm. few years. I, you know, we talked last time about um, work ethic and, yeah. and early talent. And I, I still believe firmly that the young talent in today's world, you know, has um, a huge opportunity in the marketplace and companies that can capitalize on early talent and really drive their diversity agendas from the early talent perspective is, is a wonderful aspect and, and enabling those hires to become educated, to create learning programs. But my worry is, is that over the last few years, I think we've seen, um, and, and I don't want to be controversial here, but I want to use the right terminology. I, I think we've seen my space, the HR, I'm a recruiter, but the HR space, we're functionally a, a subset of human resources, leadership, um, really be, I think, um, corrupted, um, waylaid um, by a single focus on DEI. First of all, let me try really hard not to make this too, too controversial. Diversity, inclusion, and equity is really important for any yeah. great company to be great. 
It always has been. What I found, and they, and like you said, Bob, in my history over the years that I've been in this, I've seen cycles, but I've been blessed to work for phenomenal executives that have always been focused on diversity, diversity of ethnicity, diversity of experience, diversity of talent, certainly diversity, you know, of of uh, of gender. And, mm-hmm. and, and we've always made it a priority. And I, I think, honestly, those companies in the early days back 10 years ago, 20 years ago, that always had a focus on diversity of thought, right, based upon functional, you know, you know characteristics, uh, really ended up, ended up being very uh, strong. And I think it's, it created a lot of very strong companies over the last couple of decades. What I'm hearing and what I'm seeing in the market today is, is that DEI is the only focus. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm not saying that across the board. I'm just saying generalities. There are great companies that have been corrupted into a single focus over the last couple of years. Uh, again, priority, but it's one of three priorities. It needs to be one of three priorities. It can't be the only priority. And I, and I think what I'm hearing from a lot of my friends in the big companies that now are doing layoffs, it's this DEI focus over the last couple of years that created an arrogance in these companies and they overhired to meet these DEI agendas. And now they're having to frankly lay off. They're laying off some of these people that they hired because they didn't focus on the other two priorities, culture and talent. Mm-hmm. You have to have all three to make, you know, to make a great hire. Can these people do the jobs? Do they have the capacity? It isn't just the early talent, but if you're hiring DEI at the professional and executive level, you have to rely on the other two priorities, culture fit and talent. Can they do the job? And what I'm hearing is, is that wasn't the priority. And so we're seeing this, you know, a lot of layoffs. We're seeing a lot of great companies do second and maybe even heading towards third rounds yeah. of layoff. I heard this year we'll see a lot of our friends and companies starting to look at, you know, early uh, retirement programs, dropping it from 59 to 55. Certainly we're seeing some of that. But what I want to really encourage our friends, those in our industry, those that are in leadership, HR and talent levels, they really need to focus on really the, the foundational priorities. DEI, absolutely a priority culture fit, scalability within that culture, talent. Can that individual at the professional and executive level, it's different at the university and early talent level, but at the professional and executive level, can they do the job? Can they scale? Can they fit into the agenda of the growth initiatives, whether it be in engineering or sales or go to market or customer success, incidental, can they do the job? Those are the two pieces I feel strongly kind of got Um, sidetracked over the last couple of years. We have to go back to the foundational piece. I think really our our big initiative is right now to readdress exactly what the priorities are. And and then I'll, I'll take it even a step further. I think what has happened in my space, talent acquisition, talent intelligence, you know, talent development, is that talent acquisition has been subjugated to a a reporting and process under this new single focus. A lot of the people that I talk to today are struggling with uh, a very reactive recruiting talent acquisition organization, because instead of hiring talent acquisition 
leaders, they hired talent recruiting operations leaders mm -hmm. in those talent acquisition roles. And so under DEI, there's a huge demand for reporting. And the reporting has become a priority about how are we doing in the agenda of meeting these, you know, these these priorities or this individual priority. And I think it's a, this this ripple effect, this wave that's really kind of affected the whole um, hiring best practices, growth and initiative for major companies. Um, you know, th there is brilliant technology out there. There are tremendous tools out there to really help the HR executives, people executives, and the talent acquisition executives, you know, to really be able to meet the reporting demands. Right. But you can't forget about <clears throat> focusing on identifying exactly how you attract, develop, and retain. It's got to be all three. It can't just be attraction and then not war, you know, not really focus on retention and, and development for those individuals. And I think there's where the gap has really widened in the last few years. So let me let me stop, uh, open it up to see what uh, you, know, you might think about all this, Bob, because I'm genuinely concerned that if we don't fix this quickly, we're gonna see a prolonged lack of you know, great companies or companies that are great today continuing to see that growth and and the and the drive you know to the to the initiatives and the development of true talent within the leadership uh, roles yeah pat I, I i think it's a it's a fascinating idea that you've raised here and it would be you know if if there's a parallel to this you might say that uh you know what if you had people heading up hr organizations or talent organizations who said you know our top priority now because the economy's a little tough now is uh we are going to look mostly at people with low compensation levels right uh that's the only thing we're going to care about is affordability um is is this a something that companies have to think about of course it is but taken out of whack which i think was your point the yep. dei is great as a fundamental notion and idea and a part of what a company's uh belief system and culture should be but it has to be counterbalanced and in harmony with as you described it pat talent and culture and when that gets out of whack i mean it's the same thing as saying hey we're going to see if we can replace all our executives with somebody who'll take half as much uh, it's just it's it's taken a good idea to an extreme yep. where it's no longer helpful. And Pat, the um, the rise of the DEI initiative, where it sort of trumps everything, came at a time, as you pointed out, uh, you know, with the of of an extraordinary changes. Almost three years now since the pandemic hit. And, you know, everything about business changed and how customers change and how we engage and how we work and where we work and what we do. So I don't know that in, in certainly in my lifetime, there, there's ever been a period of just uh, this level and this intensity of business change as we've seen in the last three years. So that's one, you know, extraordinary fact. Yeah. You get on to that now, whereas I believe you're the point you're making is DEI is a wonderful thing, but when it is not in its proper balance correct, with culture and talent, it's not necessarily going to be a helpful thing because it correct. takes you out of whack. So you, you counterpose that against this notion of this, uh, the rise of that out of balance tendency 
during a time of just extraordinary business change, um, yeah, you could see where that that could yep. that could have some bad outcomes. Yeah, and and fortunately enough for you and me, Bob, we've seen these sort of cycles over the multiple decades we've been in this you know this industry, and and we you know just like the economy, just like the stock market, we see these cycles, whatever they are, 10, 20, you know, 10, 12 year cycles where you know the market shifts and and goes up and down. But many of these cycles have really benefited. The question is, and this is the piece that I, I want to encourage anyone that frankly, you know, is, is uh, watching this, is what are you going to do coming out of this? Yeah. We don't know what the economy is going to bear this year. All the economists that I'm reading are suggesting, you know, the first half of 2023 is going to be flat. There's a possibility the second half is going to fall off a cliff financially. But all that said, we'll get through that. We always do. Yeah. The, the the advancement of technology, the advancement of, you know, the way that we treat our employees has been phenomenal over the last, you know, many decades. Um, we, ch we challenge all of our leaders to, you know, frankly, be uh, inspirational leaders, to build, a you know, a forward thinking direction for everybody in the company. And many of them have risen to that opportunity. What I worry about is what is what is going to come out of this? Virtual workforce is a big dilemma today, right? We're seeing we're seeing brilliant companies now say we're going to pull all that back. Um, we talked about it last time. For those early talents, you should be in the office so you can learn and scale and grow. You know, by the by the synergies of the peers that you're going to be working with and and the leaders that you work for to learn from. Um, but you know. We worry now about what's the priorities. And we talked about it a couple of sessions ago. Uh, the best companies out there have focused and worked on their culture. Mm -hmm. If you're not focused on culture and fit to culture and scale of the hires at professional and executive level, then you're going to have a lot of challenges around how to develop them and how to retain them. I think I think really the challenge of retention is 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 a, is a tipping point that we're going to see be affected. We're not going to see what you and I grew up with, which is twenty years at one company or a whole career at one. We know we're not going to see that. But we talked about it last time. Those young employees need to stay with the company long enough to be able to frankly get promotion, become valued. And, and that's when other companies are going to have a greater interest in them. And that's also culture dynamic. So my worry is, is what are we going to see coming out of this recent change? And, and I said it before, I do believe, you know, our, our human resources, friends and partners uh, have been really impacted in a negative way through the single focus on DE&I. Mm -hmm. DE&I is always going to be a priority and needs to be an absolute priority but one of three, not singularly. And I think that's where we need to see what's going to happen over the next year or more. If the economy does stumble, you know, it's even going to be more of a priority, in my opinion, to really be able to develop the talent during the We've always seen down cycles in the economy be the times when companies have really, you know, capitalized on, you know, really changing their product lines and developing new go-to-market strategies and hunkering down and really developing their talent. We've seen a brilliant experience of that over the last, you know, decade or so. Yeah. 
if you prioritize differently today, what will that result look like mm -hmm. two years from now? Mm -hmm. I, I don't know the answer, but I am encouraging our friends and co, you know, and and frankly partners in the human resource, talent and people, you know, leadership roles to really look at what's their strategy going to be for the next twelve months. What's it going to be for the next twenty four months? Uh, and it has to be aligned with, you know, the the leadership and inspirational leadership of the C suite of their companies. And I do think there's going to be great opportunities, and I think we're going to see some companies come out of this downturn stronger than ever. And I, but I also worry that, you know, we're going to see a lot of these private equity funded companies, you know, get, uh, you know, get, get uh, sidelined uh, because their priorities uh, are in line with where they need to be for growth. So just my thought for the day. Yeah. Yeah. Pat, you know, uh, I think it was interesting. One of the things I just want to touch on this before we wrap up, one of the things you said at the beginning about how, um, sort of the best performing companies for a long time, part of their culture was DEI, right? It was inside the fabric of the company. Yep. I think more recently, maybe some companies that didn't have that mm -hmm. thought, hey, here's a quick fix. Yep. We'll, we'll put this in. We'll make it the top priority for everything. They didn't have the culture that could sort of assimilate it, support it, enrich it, and help put it in the context where it's beneficial for everybody involved. So um, I just think this role that, 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 that point that you made there about culture is so important because today, you know, we did a, a growth swarm video the other day, but about this notion of leadership in these uh, highly disruptive and uncertain times and how, you know, the, the top leaders in the company have to create, they don't create the culture, Pat, right? But they create the environment in which a right. good, forward-looking, supportive culture arises so that when, uh, you know, market shifts that can be pretty dramatic happen, when, you know, you see something happen with your customers, your competitors, or inside your own company, you know, you're not floored by that. It's It can jar you a little bit, but you got to keep moving along with that. So, uh, Pat, I think you have, uh, done a great service here in raising this issue because it it isn't in any way a judgment on DEI and those programs. No. It is one rather of saying, how do you balance it as one of multiple things you've got to do really well in these very challenging times? Absolutely. And in the real world, Bob, you and I grew up in this, in this thought process. In the real world, not everyone gets a trophy, yeah. nor should they. <laughs> Perfect. Pat, well said there. Well Thank said. Uh, participation is a good thing, but it's not necessarily, uh, you know, proof of, of of being wonderful. Everybody gets a trophy. <laughs> <laughs> well, Pat, thanks. Um, can I just give you the final word here before we close? Please. Over to you. Uh, we, <clears throat> Mark Hatfield and myself, um, have spent a lot of time chatting with our customers and potential customers, certainly around these topics. We've been very blessed to be able to um, consult with some of our clients that have had, that have bought into the passive recruiting model and now want us to help them, you know, change that to an active recruiting model, change the talent leader focus from operations and reporting to talent attraction and development. Yeah. And, 
Um, so if you have interest, if you have comments, um, uh, you can find us at careerav.com or my email is pat at careerav.com. Perfect. Perfect. Well, Pat, thanks so much. Uh, very, very important subject that you've raised today and one where we want to see uh, all DEI programs succeed, but to succeed, they've got to be in the proper context and given the right balance and given the best chance to be fully successful in combination, as you've said, with culture and talent. Absolutely. Great. Pat, thanks so much. Good to see you as always. And folks, thanks to you for being with us here at Cloud Wars Live. Hope things are great with you and we'll see you next time. Thank you, Bob.